You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, it's another edition of the WCV Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jeremy. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just uh, enjoying some playoff hockey still. It is a rare no hockey night in the busy playoff season. So we thought we'd take the opportunity to record today and get some information that's not going to be relevant within 20 minutes of finished recording because the game was going on. And also um, not be distracted. And not be distracted because, yeah, editing last week's episode, I was like, yeah, we really were not paying that much attention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you play off hockey, man. It's hard. It's hard to pay. But you know what? It's, it's what we do. We power through it. We get it done. And we are here today. Full attention. Um, again, not much going on in Blackhawks uh, world. But, again, Elliot Freeman on 32 Thoughts brought up again that – the Hawks trading block includes everybody except Kane, Taze, and Seth Jones. And it was interesting, too, because it was kind of worded that the only reason they're not being brought up is because of their no movement clauses. Right. So that's kind of funny. Like, literally, I think everybody's on, on sale for the Blackhawks. And nah. again, again, that mensch brings up the whole to bring it to New Jersey talk again. And, ah, oh, man. I don't know how many times we can hit this that I just, I don't like it. I don't like that, that idea. Well, that's, they're not, I forgot who it was already because it was something that was released on like the NHL app, but it was just like a, a questions and answers kind of thing. Yeah. Like a mailbag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's what you said already. Um, I don't even know where it's at anymore, but they were mentioning that like, New Jersey moving the second for like a, a handful of players and Dabrinkit was a part of it. And then he was saying that he doesn't think that Dabrinkit's at the level of like the, some of the other guys. I think it was like uh, Pasternak, Quinn Hughes, um, and then one more. I can't remember who it was. But he was like, oh, I think the Hawks would have to add. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't weird. think the Hawks would want to fucking do that at all. Are you kidding? And that's where I'm sitting here like if – if they're going to make a deal for Debrinket, now I don't want to trade Debrinket. I want him to be a part of this team. I think he's the guy you rebuild around. Oh, yeah. And I know it's going to be kind of like a Hegel situation where it's like if they get blown away, then you got well, to. That's, the, that's the whole thing. They, that's what they're saying. Like they're going to they're gonna listen to offers on all the guys that don't have no movement clauses, but it doesn't mean they're going to entertain them that much. I like if, I just if if they are going to look to move to bring it someone else in the New Jersey because I'm sorry like they don't have my whole issue with it is they don't have a package that seems interesting enough to be like okay to bring it's gone that's what what we got's good right I I Uh, don't see New Jersey putting together a package that makes sense for us and then they're saying this expert or whoever that was was saying that. The Hawks need to make more to trade to bring it to get that second. It was, pick. it was Dan Rosen. Okay. Dan. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's horseshit. And here, the thing is too, here's the players that were mentioned. David Posternock, uh, Willie Nylander and Quinn Hughes. And then he said that Kevin Fiala and Alex to are like a step below them. And those teams, if they made that got tried to go after the second overall, they would need to add. It's like, I don't think Alex to worse than fucking any of those guys. No. 
pasta. I can see. I can see pasta. Yeah, he's not at the pasta level yet. I I can understand that one. I mean, they had the same points. Did this they? Season. No yeah. shit. I think uh, Debrinket did play a few more games though, but they both finished it with the exact same, or not the exact same. Debrinket finished with one more point, forty-one uh, goals, thirty-seven assists, and Pasa had forty goals, thirty-seven assists. Um, but he played ten fewer games. But all, I mean, the thing too is like they like Pasta has been thriving with Marshawn and Bergeron, like they've been killing it. And like I guess you can say like Debrinket's been thriving with like Kane, but there isn't like that third element to that line. And like that's been steady. I don't know. They're pretty pretty similar. I just don't think that like you can be like, oh yeah, Posternock's like way better than Debrinket. Like you'd have to add. I think like that would be you could get like a similar package for each of them. Plus, Debrinket's fucking younger, and he's an RFA. Right. Like that's the value right I there. I feel like I feel like Boston would have to add because they would either have to make oh, sure that they, right. there is a contract extension or they would have to give up more if they just wanted the second overall for pasta plus, because there's only one year left on his deal. Oh, he's so not even with that guy. this year. No, it's next year. It's next year. Oh, wow. The way they're talking about him. I thought he was up this year. Yeah. That's one of the things. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that afterwards. Okay. I was talking about, I want to talk about like the Bruins and what they're doing. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, just, it's like going back with this whole thing. It's like, too, you got to keep keep in mind, like, people are like, oh, we'll just trade for future first-round picks, like, you know, the Tampa thing. It's like, well, no, because realistically, a team that may be, like, struggling now, that's going to be willing to take out, you know, take to brink it, you know, trying to get that. Yeah. They're going to get they're, better. They're going to be turning but, the corner if that's what if that's the deal they're kind of trying to make. So, like, those picks are going to end up being late first-rounders right. anyway, probably. So not only do you lose to brink it, you get not great draft position with whatever picks you get from him. Yeah. They're not, I don't think we're going to be making a deal like what we did with Seth Jones, where we're going to end up getting like a top 10 pick out of it. If for a future, like that's not gonna. I don't think that's, <laughs> no. I don't think any GM is going to be as dumb as Bowman was and be like, Oh, this fixes our team. Like we'll just make sure it's top two protected and then give up a fucking sixth overall. Whatever GM Kyle Davidson needs to be like, okay, you can have, we'll take this first round pick and it's only top one protected. Otherwise, we get it. And then our fucking luck would be top one. <laughs> top one, first top overall. One, the first one, top, top one. The top, the top one, the very top. Dibs on that one. Yeah. But again, I just, that's what's that's insane part of this year right now. It's because we're still on the cost, you know, playoffs are still going on. So not much is actually happening for for the hawk situation so it's like all we have to do is listen to these rumors and speculation and hearing people that kind of really don't have room to talk like you know any any basis to talk about like oh well the hawks are gonna have to do this the hawks are gonna have to do that we have to sit there and listen to this shit for yeah. another like three weeks yeah july 7th or july 6th or july 7th is the draft I'm uh, sure, and then you're gonna you're gonna end up hearing about like, oh, things are heating up, things are heating up between these teams, and it's just like, okay, like that doesn't matter. You're just trying to like get people riled up and stuff. I saw a shitty rumor, like somebody trying to say that the Hawks in Toronto are working on a trade, and it's around Dylan Strom. 
don't know the basis on that or you know how that would work. Strom for Mrazic in a first one one. <laughs> just no, one, one, just first. one one. Just doesn't no, help them out at all. Doesn't even help them out at all. They save what two hundred thousand dollars? No, he doesn't have. He's on RFA right now. He doesn't oh, have a deal. Right. But yeah, it's good. That's true. I don't know. See, see, I I don't understand where some of these rumors come from, and you know the basis and all that. Like, clickbait shit sucks. Don't listen to it. As I'm yeah. gonna probably make a clip out of this and make a clickbait, and so people will click it. But yeah, um, <sighs> but yeah, there's not really any NH or Hawks talk besides that. Um, right? Uh, no, Eric Nesterenko passed away. Oh, that's right. He was on the uh, uh, 1961 Stanley Cup team. Um played what is it let's see over a thousand games as a hawk as a hawk yeah as a hawk he had a 21 year career with 1219 games he played 1013 as a as a black hawk holy Um, shit which is crazy to me because i feel like scoring was probably high then but he only had he had less than 500 points he had 495 was he a board yeah but i mean not everybody puts the puck in the net, man. They're probably Mother. like murdering each other back. Yeah, then, he's though, like a, he's like the the third line, fourth line goon out there. Yeah, maybe. What's but no, he he. Uh, I think he was a, an assistant captain because the one photo that they show on the Hawks, um, tweet, and everything, and he's got the A on his jersey. But he definitely does look like one of those old school like bruiser type kind of guys. Um, yeah, it's a so that kind of you know. That, that sucks. sucks. I think I think it was pretty funny though. Like I didn't know this was a place, but he was born in Flin Flon, Manitoba. It's like that's so Flin-Flon. cute, Canadian. Get uh, your get your loonies, your toonies in Flin Flon, Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, um, shit. That's like the only Hawks, like actual Hawks news. That's not like rumors. And I really don't think we're gonna hear anything until. After the Stanley Cup is awarded. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just gonna be focusing be here on and there. the draft, what they're gonna do. Um, I am reaching out to a couple people trying to see if they could give me what they would be willing to trade for some of these assets that are being rumored to be available for the Hawks. Um, so hopefully next time we record, I'll have some potential like trade offers that we can discuss and that will be our hot stock. So stay tuned for that. Um, oh, fuck yeah. But all right. So let's go on to NHL talk. You already got into it. Uh, the Boston Bruins are in one. Um, yeah. So first Bruins, off, real yes. quick, Bergeron wins the Selkie award. Yes. Again. Yeah. Record, what is that? Record five times? Fifth, uh, yeah. Record fifth time. He's won that That's award. Crazy. On top of the 23 million times he's been nominated for it. Um, right. Basically yearly. It's just, it's Bergeron and two other nominees every time. That's all it really is. He gonna, is are they going to rename it after him? I don't, I don't know. How about how often do they rename anything? <sighs> I don't know. They still haven't decided to put like a defensive defenseman trophy out there, which I think is would true. be great. Is this true? I don't think they're going to be renaming shit. The Jalmerson Award. Yeah, right. Honestly, jeez. Those defensive statistics that he had where he's just basically perfect. <laughs> and it's just, and the trophy is just like um, a bust of him, like with his face in pain from on the bench after he blocked an, another shot for like the 20th time in a game. 
<laughs> can never like talk about awards without talking about Yalmerson and how he should have won <laughs> awards for just his defensive play. Um, yeah. So the, the crazy thing too is like the chatter about Bergeron possibly retiring as well. Like, you imagine like winning, winning the Selkie Trophy or just like any trophy in general, and just be like, all right, I don't know. I I guess I'm still the best defensive forward, and uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I have another year in me. He's got to go out on top, and he knows he's not going to win a Stanley Cup again. So, and it's—I mean—he's only thirty-six. He's going to be thirty-seven on July twenty-fourth. Like he's not really—he's yeah, not that old, understand. but yeah, I don't like. What would like? What does the team do though? You know, like, like what would he sign for? What's fair value? Because he was definitely getting underpaid for whatever his. I think he's only—he was only making like six million. I am six point eight seven five. Um, he just finished that eight-year deal. It's like what what would be fair value for like a the reigning Selkie Trophy winner? I saw somebody saying that he would take the exact same contract. Yeah, or they were projecting the same contract. And what they were a Boston fan. That was like one of the NHL like Instagram accounts, like. It's just like all these, all the guys on Boston are, or not all of them, but Bergeron was criminally underpaid. Pasternak's criminally underpaid. Even Marjan, they're all, none of them are making over seven. They're all in the, in the six, six range. And it's just like, okay, like at what point do the players just go like, Hey, like pay me or I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> and like, honestly, that leads into the Pasternak thing where if they're trying to get an extension done with them, but if they can't, they might move them. And it's like one of those things where like, why would they move them? Like the whole Tyler Sagan deal that they did. It's like, why would they fucking trade Tyler Sagan? It's like, well, like he was going to probably want too much money. Um, And like, they were going with Bergeron and like the core that they had there. And it's like, then why also (laughs) the trades of like Dougie Hamilton also getting moved out of there. Like, I feel like Boston has that reputation of like, oh, if you want to ask for too much money, we'll fucking trade you. And so they're probably the all did, in fucking What did Charlie and, McAvoy have on them then? Oh, I don't know, man. The <laughs> fact that like Charo is now like leaving and they're, they really needed, and crew fucking left and they needed somebody to stay. They only have just over $2.3 million of projected cap space. Yeah, because his his nine point five deal uh, kicks in this this upcoming season, so right. he wasn't he was only making four point nine. Like I'm sure Pasternak would probably want closer to that Charlie McAvoy deal, like a nine point five ten million dollars. Like I don't know if Boston's going to be willing to do that. Like they don't do that. <laughs> They're paying Olmark five million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's what they signed him for. And then uh, they also extended Hampus Lindholm. So, like, the crazy thing is all the ch- all the talk about, like, them possibly moving Pasternak and, like, doing, like, a retool when they just signed Charlie McAvoy to a massive contract. And they signed a Hampus Lindholm long-term, too. And then they have Brandon Carlo at, like, five more years at $4 million. Like, they have, like, a there are three, like, I guess, like, hard, like, core defenseman signed for at least five years plus and the only forward that they have signed over the next four the only one that has a deal four seasons from now is charlie coyle 
Oh, uh, I don't know what they're going to be doing. Like, I know Jake DeBrusque still wanted to get traded. And if I like, bring up DeBrusque, I was just looking. I, whenever we talk about Boston and, like, what they're doing with the roster, I always laugh and go back to the 2015 draft. Yeah. When they had the oh, three yeah. picks in a row. And That's the best. And then they, uh, they missed out on, like, they missed uh, out on Barzell, Kyle Connor, Barzell, Barzell and, Kyle Connor, Thomas Shabbat, Evgeny yeah. Shnechnikov. Evgeny Shnechnikov is not anything great. You're oh, wrong He's one. On a different team. His brother. Andre. Andre's the one. Yeah, the good one. Um, Erickson Eck, uh, Samsonov, Brock Bozer. Just guys that basically made have made an impact on their NHL teams at yeah. this point. And they just it's have to bust to show so for it. funny. Even if you go back to, I mean, go later. Sebastian Ajo is a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian yeah. Fisher. That's always that's always makes you feel good inside. It's so funny seeing them because the Hawks have had so many years like that. Yeah. The Jack Skilly draft. Um, yeah. So but yeah, so I don't know what they're gonna do. To, I don't know, but like Bruce Cassie being available with already like so many coaches available this offseason. I, I honestly I don't know how the Hawks wouldn't take a rung at somebody that it was like, has to more of a pedigree. Know. Yeah, like they like they have to. It's available. Like they're all looking for jobs. There's plenty of positions of like there's plenty of guys to fill the role. Like I don't know. Like what was their reasoning for firing Bruce Cassidy? I don't know. They fucking wanted a new look maybe they've been to the playoffs every year that he's been coaching there they made it to the uh stanley cup final while he was there but i don't they i don't know blame tuca who cares i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) um i'm trying to pull up his stats really quick as a coach oh uh, stats no yeah he's yeah he's a former blackhawk who uh played all the 36 games as a coach in boston <clears throat> Sorry, he he coached 399 games and it had a record of 245 wins, 108 losses, and then 46 OT losses. Um, in the playoffs, he had 73 games, um, 36 and 36 and 37. I mean, the East has also been pretty stacked. It's kind of hard to be like, oh man, like you should have done so much better when. When you, I mean, you made it to the, the cup final one of those years, and then I mean, at least second First round, round most loss, of them. second round loss, Stanley Cup final loss, second round, second round, first round. I mean, I just that the, the division they're in is like insane, too. Yeah, I mean, you got Toronto, you got Tampa, you got Florida. So, like this year, even them finishing fourth in that in that division was like a miracle, and especially but too, what's two crazy years they, removed. Two years ago, that. they finished first in, in that division too. So it's it's. I don't think there's anything wrong with him as a coach. I think that it's he's just, been with the organization too since 2011, when he was coaching Providence. Yeah, he he also won a Jack Adams in 2019, 2020. I don't know, man. Like, <sighs> seemed like a decent coach on a on a decent team. Unless they they're really like, hey, the only reason you won these games is because of that one line. All you had to do was put them out there. You have the Selkie Trophy winning center who win, who wins like all the faceoffs in the world, over sixty percent of his faceoffs, and leads the league in that all the time too. And you just have like, it's I guess they're thinking maybe it was a no brainer to fucking do that. Like keep that line together and you'll win games. 
They were 51, 26, and five this year. And they finished fourth in the Atlantic with that. Like that's just, fourth. That is insanity. Yeah. I, I I don't know. That's up there with Trots being fired. Oh, yeah. Like I just I don't get it. Makes no sense. Not saying he's as good as Trots, but I just I just don't I don't understand it. That makes zero sense at all. Um I maybe yeah. Boston was like they saw all the coaches that are available and they're like, hey, maybe we gotta shoot our shot somewhere else right now. Yeah. Who knows? Interactively enough, he won his Jack Adams right after Trotz won his. So, yeah, I don't know. Even more reason, like you said, for the Hawks to make a run at at a legitimate coach, which I still don't think they will, but whatever. Um, That's really it for NHL news. Let's talk about some games going on or these two series happening. Hockey. Um, Hockey games Monday or was it Sunday night? Uh, Monday night Monday Avalanche. Night, Avalanche. Yep. Finishes the sweep of the Edmonton Oilers, and it was a little bit of a barn burner. To put yeah, man. A little comeback action. Uh, Edmonton looked like they were up. I actually fell asleep at one point when Edmonton, I think, was up. Was it four two? Um. Yes, I think that yeah, they because they were up three to one and then four to two. Yeah. Um. And then I fell asleep thinking, okay, well, we got game five coming up. My prediction was Colorado and five, so I was okay with it. And then I wake up to see that there was a controversial winner. Right? Was I reading that right? Uh, a high yeah. stick. I don't. I don't know. I thought it was like. I thought it was fine. <laughs> it's supposed to be shoulder height if it's not going into the net. It's not like a goal off of like the high stick. It's it's shoulder height, not post height. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Colorado makes a comeback, one six five. Uh, they touch the trophy. I always forget which trophy goes to which league. Um, um they have the I want to say Clarence is Campbell, but I don't know. It's it's I can forget all the time too. It's such a like oddly named trophy, and what what's the other one? Oh, uh, yeah, Clarence Campbell. Like such a, Clarence S. Campbell. Yeah, and then what's the other one though? Uh, yeah. Prince of Wales. Yeah, yeah. this is like such a weird fucking name yeah. of a trophy. So they touch it, and there's actually a really funny video. I think Bar Down did it, and yeah. it was somebody lip reading all the guys like waiting, like, oh, "Are you gonna touch it? Are you gonna touch it? Is he, is he gonna oh, touch it? I don't mean I don't know about that." And then Joe Sackett comes down and like. Yeah, go touch the damn thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like fucking touch it. <laughs> because Sackett that's like touched coolest, it when they won. I'm sorry. That still to me is one of the coolest traditions in sports is whether the yeah. players will or will not touch the conference finals. Yeah, it's such a weird little thing. It's such yeah. a superstitious little item. So um, some interesting stuff about this is, so Colorado is a juggernaut. Yeah. 12 and 2 this playoffs. Yeah, I was about to say they they had a pretty quick trip to the fucking final. Um, swept Nashville. Yep. Lost two to Dallas. Nope. Was it? No, they lost two to St. Louis. Oh no, they played St. Louis. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, my series mixed up. Yeah. Two to St. Louis, which that was a sweep too, because fuck St. Louis. Um, <laughs> sweeps Edmonton. And besides that last game, I just felt like it wasn't even close. I mean, the first game was almost a weird one that was way too close 
<laughs> or yeah. much closer than it should have been. An eight to six game. Yeah, you're right. Four nothing, four two, six five. But it was the six five comeback was pretty sweet. Um, it's just like I, I, I knew there were. I just had a feeling that Edmonton's gonna lose because you're starting Mike Smith. <laughs> Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age eligible streets to apply. Please see show notes for details. This team isn't Calgary and this team isn't LA. This team is is well-built. And even without having Kadri or like Sam Gerrard out there, who has been out since the St. Louis series, um, the team still does really well. And man, Kale Col- McCarr is just insane. Colorado is one of the most complete teams in this league. Yeah. There's a reason why they're the top team in the Western Conference for a reason, because they are just the only thing, their only main issue is their goaltending. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's in net when you got the team that you have in front of them. Yeah, I mean, they can bail you out. That's the thing, though, too. Like, if it was Kemper or if it was Frank Koo, either way, like, they're that goalie is better than Mike Smith. And, like, that's all they had to do was just be better than Mike Smith. Be one save better. Yeah. And I mean, going into the finals, like, it's going to be tough because you either get Shesterkin or you get Vasilevsky. And, like, you're going to have to be really fucking on because, I mean, you're probably not going to win a game eight to six or six to five in a comeback in ot like you're gonna need to make those fucking stops man we'll get to the eastern conference in a second but with that being said i think if you're colorado you are pulling for new york because again in that situation i mean igor yeah igor is still insane but i think that colorado has a huge advantage on the rangers uh, edmonton had mcdavid New York has Igor, and I feel like they have the little other pieces there kind of thing, but it's not a complete package. Like where Tampa would be a complete package compared to to New York. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. New York's playing as a complete package at the right now. I mean, they've been getting a little bit of it handed to them while in Tampa, but, I mean, it makes sense. Like the home team, I believe, in the Eastern Conference has won a majority of their fucking games. Well, I mean, look and at the entire be, New York Carolina series up until it would be seven. it would be so crazy too if the Rangers and Tampa go seven because you get the team that has basically the shortest route to the finals facing off against the team that went seven seven seven. <laughs> like that would be crazy. Damn, didn't even think about that. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about that one in a second. Um, you're talking about McCarr being so good, and there's a nice yes. little stat out there. Uh, there have been four instances of defensemen recording nine points in a four-game sweep in Stanley Cup playoff history. Kale McCarr has two of them Yeah, this, this playoff. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, he's pretty goddamn good. I was listening to um, 
uh, SiriusXM, the NHL network on there or whatever. I don't know what it's called. I forgot. It was just in the morning yesterday. So I was like kind of like barely paying attention driving to work. But they had a question that was posed that was like, uh, if you were to do a fantasy redraft of the entire league, like where where do you take Kale McCarr? And See, I they're was like, about to ask you a similar question. Yeah. But and it was it was it was like yeah I think man like you still go Connor McDavid one but you go McCarr probably two. I was like damn actually that probably makes the most fucking sense. And that was in a group text I have with some other friends. Um, they were saying who would you take McCarr or McDavid? And I'm like I think it's McDavid. Yeah. No question. But the fact that it's like I'm like typing like McDavid and then I'm like I'm stopping and thinking. The fact that McCarr can make you think about okay, yeah, right. Is maybe it, sh- it is him over McDavid is is insane. Yeah, that's it's oh god. He gets those points. He gets the points that he does as a defenseman, which is just so good though. So good. I can't imagine what it would be like if he was a forward. But yeah. Um, the other thing about this game was uh, Arturi Lekkinen. He. Uh, Ended it in OT, and he's like the first player since like 1983 or something like that to um, score both game-winning goals back to back in the conference finals because he did it last year oh, for, yeah, uh, for Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, and then the other funny thing is this is the so what was it? What last year was not in the bubble? It was two years ago, but this is the second. Um, conference final that was won in Edmonton in the last three years, not by Edmonton. <laughs> I just oh, love it because it's so funny. Fuck you, Edmonton. I love it. Um, another stat, oh, stat right here, too, I wanted to talk about talking about how good McCarr is. You got to talk yeah, about how good McDavid and Dreisaitl are. Uh, in 16 playoff games, they had a combined total of 65 points. Yeah, they're pretty goddamn good. And Dry Settle was doing that on a high ankle sprain, which Yeah, you can tell that he just didn't Oh, the entire playoffs. He, like he didn't have it the whole time. Every time he gets off the bet off the ice, you they show, put a cameraman on the bench and his like head's down, like he's like looks yes. like he's in so much pain. Like if they would have somehow won this series, I don't know how he would have done another series. Like it's insane. Like Yeah. That, and then and also finding out that um Darnell Nurse was playing with like a ruptured ACL or something like that. No, it was like three? a torn hip flexor. Oh, is that what it was for like yeah. all three rounds? All three rounds. Like, yeah. I mean the injuries that these guys go through is ridiculous. Like that's yeah, honestly one just, of my favorite parts. Crazy. Yeah, like like my favorite parts of once the season's over, like the Stanley Cups award that you're all the guys, all the injuries and stuff, like Bergeron, yeah. back to Bergeron playing with a punctured lung lung. Yeah. Back in 2013. Yeah. Fucking Oh, the other thing, too, that's kind of, we're just talking on the injury front, was like the Kadri injury where he had surgery on his thumb and he's still not ruled out for the rest of the playoffs. (laughs) And this is, they're like, we're not going to say he's, he's done for the rest of the playoffs because, like, I don't know, man, like, there's a chance. (laughs) Like, are you serious? Like, and this is huge for him, too. Like, being, having the series be done that fast and Mm that I believe. There's something that it's not going to, the, the cup final is not going to start till June 18th. Yeah. They're waiting until the NBA finals are done for sure. 
So you got a lot of time for Kadri to rest up. Yeah. And I don't think we talked about it since he, the injury, the whole suspension, the one game suspension from Kane. I don't, I think that happened after we recorded last. It, yeah, it did. Um, only one game kind of. Yeah. Kind of like didn't want to handicap Edmonton too much. It seemed like. Well, I mean, that was a dirty hit. Like that was, yeah, that was dangerous. He, well, even the explanation for the hit where he said he, he knows that he likes to do the reverse hit. So he just wanted to get on him before that happened. It's like, okay, but you still like fucking, you still don't do that. You don't make that play. Like you can, you can do things to absorb the hit that aren't fucking shove him like in the back four feet off the boards yeah. or whatever it is. He's nah, lucky, man. He's yeah. really lucky that it was only a thumb injury. Yeah, I don't understand how it was only a game, but yeah, here we are. He's no longer playing anyway. So Vander's and I think it, it was really funny. Um, was it? It's really nice of Edmonton to to drop that game so that the, the Colorado Avalanche didn't have to shake Evander Kane's hand at the end. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, and then there's a whole shitty thing about that too. Is um that former NHL ref uh, Tim Peel? Yeah, who was who uh. What he's famous for is being caught on the hot mic saying how he wants to wanted to give Nashville a penalty yeah. uh early on. Um, as soon as Kadri goes down and goes out, he instantly tweets out karma. And yeah, because he was a big thing with like he was saying that Kadri was at fault for the Bennington situation and all that. Yeah, make a clean save, you have been fine. Yeah. So um that's really it that I have from the Colorado Edmonton series. Colorado, four games moving on. Got lots of rest. Clean her up nice and quick. I yeah. wonder if, if like, I mean, if the other series goes seven, I don't know how. Actually, I just had the date. Um, the If it goes seven, it finishes on the 14th of June. Maybe. So there's a slight rest, but, like, like how the Rangers came out against Tampa game one after playing a hard-fought game seven, like, a little too much rest for Tampa, and Rangers are still thriving off of that game seven W. Like, I don't know if that's going to be quite the case. But well, here's the thing, way, too. Now, here's why I am cheering for Game 7 in this series, is that the Madison Square Garden has been double booked. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no? No. What What? What day would it be? The 14th. The game oh, 7. I thought it was like the se- – oh, yeah, okay. No, I thought they were game, pushing it back or something. No, Game 7 – Falls under so Justin Bieber has a concert oh, at Madison right. Square oh, Garden the same day that Game Seven would be scheduled to take place at the Madison Square Garden. I fucking want that to happen now because I want to see what chaos happens. Like you can't push the concert back because they technically had dibs. Dibs, but it's also the Rangers' home rink. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like Batman's shinny hockey at his mansion in in Scottsdale. I like that <laughs> idea. Yeah, no fans, no returns. It's part of the guarantee uh, for uh, the new stadium in Arizona. The Stanley Cup or Eastern Conference Final Game 7 is played in the state. It's pretty sweet, though. Yeah. But so, yeah, the, the only reason this is even a conversation after going down 2 nothing in the in the series, Tampa Bay gets some home cooking, uh, yeah. comes back, ties the series up. And I really think that New York kind of woke up a beast in Tampa. I know a what, you're bit. Say, what you're saying about the whole, uh, you know, home team advantage basically throughout the whole Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, 
has a theme, but here's also another funny little stat I saw on hockey Reddit. Um, after the New York Rangers fans started chanting Eeyore's better, uh, Vasilevsky's save percentage went from 80, 85, 85.5% to 95.3. Huh? Yeah. You did it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking did it to yourself. That's all I got to say. You woke uh, up the beast. Yeah, man. Well, I think, I, I mean, these games have been so enjoyable to watch too, because like the teams are fighting so fucking hard. And they're pretty evenly matched, I'd say, which is crazy because just th- I always thought that the Rangers would be too young uh, to be this good this quick. Um, oh, oh, I just remembered this one other thing, too, but I'll get I'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> the thing about watching the broadcast, too, that's been driving me crazy is like, is it Ray Ferraro? He's been doing it for like ESPN. Um, I think so. Yeah. Every single time the like kid line is up on the ice for the rangers he makes some stupid remark and i before i was like god i can't fucking stand this now because he's like oh the kid line's going off and changing probably going to take a quick nap i was just like what oh so he's just trying it's like, it's like dad their kids yeah, yeah it's gonna be like a dad and then jokes. he goes he goes oh the, the kid line's jumping off the ice probably gotta grab a snack and i was like i, I was like shut up just <laughs> shut up like it's, it's so stupid um that is just ridiculous and then i had sent you guys the text about Corey perry and if if tampa bay and Corey perry lose to the rangers there's a lot of people that are saying oh like Corey perry of the last two seasons one with dallas and one with montreal both meeting tampa in the finals he was having a hard time winning the cup against tampa so you know what do you do like Okay, you're still a free agent. You go sign with Tampa. It's your best chance of winning winning the cup. And everybody's like, oh, you know, like now his problems are solved. He kept running up against Tampa, kept running up against Tampa. Now he's on the team. I'm sure he's going to win it. But guess what? <laughs> that might not be the case because I've looked into it and maybe it wasn't Tampa that he was running into all the time that was causing him to not win the cup. But instead, it was Barkley Goodrow. <laughs> and the reasoning behind this is so fucking ridiculous. Goudreau's on the Rangers right now. And I I had looked this up when they were uh, down 2 nothing still. But if he loses to the Rangers, he loses to Goudreau again. He lost to Goudreau the last two seasons. And then the last time that uh, Corey Perry was in the playoffs with Anaheim, which was in 17-18, they ended up losing to the San Jose Sharks, who had Barkley Goudreau on the team. So he didn't play during the, that series. And I just think it's absolutely hilarious that every year that Goudreau has been in the playoffs, if he's faced Corey Perry or he's just been on the team that faces Corey Perry, his team wins. And I think that's the recipe to beating Tampa is having Corey Perry on Tampa and Barkley Goudreau on your own fucking team <laughs> because he's the anti-Perry and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's such a stretch and I fucking love it. Isn't it great? It's, it's such so a awesome. stupid little take. Um, the other thing that I think is crazy that I really hope the Hawks could do, but they are far from doing it at this point. Um, the help, the good thing, or what's also helped the Rangers turn around so quick is not only the they're like, I mean, getting lucky in the draft with their first and second round or their first overall pick with Lafreniere and their second overall pick with Kako is that they've actually had previous picks before those years that have struck in the first round. And that goes with Philip Heedle, who's having a great year or just a great playoffs 
um, on that kid line. And then also uh, uh, Andre Miller. Dude, I, when I'm watching those games, Andre Miller, he's fucking good. He's a stud. So they literally go in 2017, they drafted um, Heedle in the first round. 2018, they got Miller in the first round. 2019, they got Kako. And then 2020, they got Lock right here. And when you drill those first round picks four years in a row, you're going to have a pretty good fucking team that's not being paid a shit ton. And that really helps like your playoff chances and like, helps you spread them, spread the wealth around a little bit more to those guys that you're going to bring in like Barclay Goudreau or, I mean, just even signing Shesterkin and then being able to give Adam Fox that deal. Like that's, it's all so helpful when you actually draft really well, which the Hawks haven't done. Oh, it must be nice having first round picks and yeah. And, you know, not just drafting fucking defensemen that are just going to sit in a log jam for yeah. millions of years. Okay. That's yeah. That's why it's like, I hate people are talking about, Oh, we're just gonna be like the Rangers. We're just gonna be like the Rangers. No, we're not. We are. We are the anti-Rangers when it comes to this re- rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a short one. <laughs> it's, yeah, buckle in, folks. Um, but, yeah, so that series is tied 2-2. Uh, Tampa had to come back game three to win yeah. that one, 3-2. I mean, besides the game one and the last game, um, it's been pretty close game. Like, they've been pretty close. Even, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, were there any empty net goals yet for the, the last night's game? Last night, yeah, there was they scored an empty net. It was three to one. They uh Rangers had scored on the on the power play with the empty net, and then they gave up an empty netter to make it four one. So realistically, um, game one was the only like really big like blowout this series. Yes. So it's been and that was because I think that's also due to the Rangers having played that game seven and right, then riding that high into the game one after lightning had like a few days off because of the coming into MSG hometown. Oh man. Yeah, that's the thing though too. It's it's the same situation of just like you know the home team is winning, and right now I I think the Rangers have like the second longest streak of like home wins in a row of eight, and I mean they can keep it going. It's just what Carolina was doing, and then they ran into the Rangers in Game Seven. So here's my question: uh, tonight when this game was episode gets posted, uh, so tonight was Game Five. Does the winner of game five take it, take the series, or are we going oh, seven? I don't know. Are they, I think it probably think... goes seven. I think it would be really funny if it goes seven, and then the Bieber concert gets pushed, and Tampa wins, and then Bieber technically loses out twice in the playoffs to the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. also still think that like Tampa and Colorado would be the best matchup. I still think so, too. I think New York is going to be fun to watch, would be fun to watch, but I think – also. There's a possibility Braden Point comes back at some point in this series. Yeah, he's not so being that's, ruled out. That's game, huge. Not, yeah, game five, he's not being ruled out for. So, and I think I don't know. Ryan Strom didn't play last game either because he got hurt, I believe, blocking a shot. Um, so that's a big, like, big kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's a big hit there. Um, yeah, man, they just. The, I mean, Rangers basically have to battle because if they lose the next game, I don't. It's you you had the best chance of winning two out of five, and then now I don't think you have the best chance of winning two out of three. <laughs> but it's a good series, and I we'll see what happens. Like the home team is gonna have that. It's I mean it's electric in both arenas, so it's it's yeah. hard to beat that. And I also think that it's not just the arenas, but 
really just the matchups that the coaches are able to select as being the home team, having that last change has really affected a lot of teams in the playoffs. It's amazing what two good coaches yeah. are capable of doing. Like you're literally seeing like the coaches have an impact on the game with like, you know, matchups and, you know, you know, the strategy that they're putting in this, like Gallant and I uh, was a Cooper um, are just yeah. re- they're, like, they're just great. They're awesome. And it just, Again, when people kind of talk, tying this back to the Blackhawks, people talking about like, oh, well, just throw in Derek King or something like that. It's like, yeah, that's all fine and good if you want to lose. But if you really want to take this rebuild seriously, getting a guy like this in sooner than later is the play because it takes time to put this in. And especially when this team's going to be growing and developing, you kind of want that guy putting his his fingerprint on this instantly, uh, sooner than later. So, um. Yeah, you're just kind of seeing what what the Hawks need to be doing. Yeah, hopefully they can emulate something. <laughs> yeah, so and probably going to start next year when we actually have a first round draft pick. <laughs> oh God, we'll see what happens. And if we have a first round this year, I'm very scared to see how we got it. So we'll see. Right? What are we, what are we giving <laughs> out, please? Um, but yeah, I mean that's all I got for today. Um. You got anything else? It was kind of a quick episode. Uh, I no, there's not there's not much going on besides the playoffs right now. Have you been uh, so speaking of like just in other sports in general, have you been following anything that's going on in golf right now with this new league? I uh, I've heard some minimal things about it. So basically this new league um is coming up and they're starting to take all the guys from all these like top guys from PGA. Is it in like Saudi Arabia? It's it's Saudi funded. Okay. But there's one one the first like round or match is this weekend it's in london and then there's like six in in illinois or not illinois there's one in illinois but there's like six in the united states um but it kind of made me think too back when the khl first kind of like really formed and started going and people were like worried like oh man or not worried like oh man that's hockey kind of thing they're gonna start losing all the pros and all that yeah what a fucking flop that was (laughs) yeah i mean it's gonna be really hard to beat like the number one league for that sport you know the pga tour I, mean, yeah, the, I heard that they're, they're paying, paying some of those golfers like hundreds of millions of dollars. So Phil like, Mickelson, right. Phil Mickelson got two hundred million dollars just to jump ship. Dustin Johnson, yeah. Gretzky's son-in-law, hundred and twenty-five million dollars to jump ship. Um, Bryson DeChambeau was rumored originally was offered like in the three hundred million. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what he is eventually agreed to because he now just jump ship today. They offered. Tiger Woods high nine figure uh contract to, to come over and play for them and he said no. But uh, like holy shit. Where yeah, I mean no. Nah. Uh it's interesting. It's just it's really interesting. I don't know. I know you're not like much of a like a golf guy, but no. Nah. Been follow like just been following this and seeing like the drama. It's like it's for some reason like people so people talk about how like make fun of people watching reality TV and all this kind of stuff cuz all that and it's like when you break it down, that's what sports are. Yeah, but they're it's, not like scripted. No, but it, it's just they're not it's like, like edited. Guys watching sports is like it's like guys talking shit to like you know girlfriends, wives are watching like this crappy reality TV, and it's like then guys are like, oh my god, did you see what this set player said about this league? So he can go over there oh, and play yeah. for this. It's like it's so funny. But, getting extremely invested in a team that it's like all right. Like, yeah. If they win or lose, like you had no impact on that, so exactly. stop, stop taking it so fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking black. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? God damn it. 
All right. So this is episode 180. I just looked it up. I wasn't sure where we we're at anymore. Yeah, so, so 180. What do you want to call it? Uh, gotta do, gotta do 180. <laughs> no, um, fuck, man. It's really hard when there's like no Hawks yeah. talk to like. Oh, that what you just said kind of makes sense though. Yeah, the Hawks got to do a 180. Hawks don't trade to brink it. I don't know. <laughs> don't trade. Okay, we'll do that. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Just please don't. Fuck. How about don't trade to. Don't trade Brinsky dot, 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 please. Or, or uh, how about a da, 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 no more Brinksy rumors or something like that? All right. <laughs> I'll work on it. We'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking figure out for once. <laughs> All right. So episode 180, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. Um, subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, yeah, I don't know. Get her done. All right. So, All right. Love you, boys. next time, we will <gasps> see you then. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.